0: Beyond Lumina, Episode 8, Costian Mushrooms. I saw the land beneath me tremble and open up, and I was dragged beneath into the skyless depths. A great fear washed over me, as I saw thousands upon thousands tormented. Then the great Omnis spoke to me out of this horror and said, O you, my chosen people, You shall forsake my gift to you in time, and you will suffer greatly. You shall be driven from your homes and forced to flee into the ground. Your descendants shall know nothing but poverty until the appointed time, because you will keep silent the word that was passed to you, and you will seek to preserve your own lives over the countless souls of the world. The frightening vision persisted, and my fear increased until I was pulled out of this pit by Omnus. He returned me to my place, and a feeling of peace washed away the fear I had felt. Omnus then spoke once more, saying, But when the appointed time arrives, I will restore all things. I will send one who will free you from your bonds, and free the word that will have been silenced. Behold, the one who appointed me deems it so. These are the words of Enchaldun. One could not tell from within the rocky planet, but Castia's rotations were so short that it was not unusual to sleep through an entire one. This was the case for Zario, Philini, and Usian, who all rested comfortably and safely at the Temple of Omnis, the Castian people's deity. Even Azek found more rest than usual through the painful headaches and thousands of questions. They made their way back to one of the dining rooms and waited for Photogloss, whom they assumed would be waiting to greet them. They didn't see anyone at all, however, and wondered where all the hooded people had gone. Not long afterward, their questions were answered as the men of the temple came pouring through the doorway from the sanctuary and into the dining area. They're silent as soldiers marching, Zarya said to Azik, as the hooded men filed into the rooms and filled the tables. A small helping of Posh, the goopy brown muck they called food, was quickly brought to them all, including the crew. After another moment of silence, all of the men of the temple quickly ate and then began to leave the dining area. Ussian was the only one of the crew to touch his Posh. Are you going to eat that? he asked Filini. Villany looked at him in mild disgust. No, help yourself, he replied. Usyun gladly took the plate and polished it off, as well as the other two, but was still unsatisfied. Just then, Photoglass approached the crew. Ah, you're awake. I hope you rested well. I know our accommodations aren't anything like you'd find in the Alliance. No, it was great, Azuk replied. Thank you for all your help. It was my pleasure, Glass said, and I have some good news. I was by the hangar at the start of the rotation, and it'll only be four more before it's ready to go. Four rotations on Kostia was around one on most other planets, so it wouldn't be long. That is good news indeed, Azek answered. The last thing we want is to cause you any problems here. I'm sure that everything will be just fine, Potter Glass said. There is no need to rush off if you are not ready to go, stay as long as you need. And while you have some time, feel free to explore the rest of Omnis. since you have yet to really see Costia since you've been here. You can perhaps find something other than posh to eat. I will be around the temple here if you need me, just ask someone for me if you do. By the way, if you want one of our healers to take a look at you, just let me know. We of course aren't as well equipped as maybe you're used to but we have quite effective medical technology nonetheless. He had noticed Azek's painful expressions from the headaches. Azek thought immediately of the posh. No, that's all right, I'm fine. Just something that comes and goes, it's not a big deal. If you're sure, Glass turned to leave, then added, Oh, and your other friend is out in the sanctuary. Thanks again, Azek said. He turned to the others after Father Glass left. "'Well, we might as well do what he said, since we aren't going anywhere yet. "'I'm going to meet up with Vala. You can come if you want.' "'Maybe we'll go check on the others,' Zarya said. "'We'll meet up with you later.' "'All right,' Azek left the eastern wing of the temple and entered the sanctuary, "'where he saw Vala sitting near the central statue. "'Hey, have you been out here this whole time? Didn't you try to get some sleep?' "'I did a little,' Vala replied.' but then everyone in the temple came out here, so I joined them. Well, I'm going into the city to check things out, Azek said. Do you want to come? I think I will stay here for a little, actually, she answered. I'll see you when you get back. Azek was a little suspicious of this. Okay, I'll see you later then, he said, and left the temple by himself. It looked like it would be impossible to get lost, though the city was quite large, because the temple loomed over the entire thing. He walked the well-ordered streets, peeking in various market windows, which were basically holes in the cave. But they weren't drab or dreary holes. They were well-crafted and seemed cozy inside. Most of the people stared at him warily, but it seemed word of their arrival had spread quite a bit already, and so some citizens seemed less startled by him. Even in his Kostian attire, Azek stuck out in the crowd of locals who all dressed and maintained themselves in a very average and indiscriminate way. And he still wore his pistol in a visible place, something so normal for him, but something that seemed to concern the Kostian natives. He saw no weapons among them. He thought back to the ships at the hangar and realized that none of them had weapons either. How do they possibly defend themselves, Isaac wondered. Anyone could come in here like me with nothing but a plasma pistol and take the entire city. No wonder they're so frightened. Isaac wandered out toward the outskirts of the city, where he first started to notice signs for delicious Kostian mushrooms, then saw for himself what the signs were pointing to. Ahead of him, growing all around the cave walls and ceiling, were enormous mushrooms. Isaac again thought back to the posh. Mushrooms never looked so good. Miss, one of the robed women in the temple lightly tapped Bala on the shoulder. Can I help you with anything? Bala had now been on Kostia nearly two Kostian rotations, and had spoken very few words the entire time. Mostly just to Azik and a word of thanks to the woman who showed her a room to stay in earlier. After a moment, Bala replied, What? Oh, no, thank you. I'm alright. The hooded woman looked at her with a little concern, then walked away. Bala felt as though something was asking her to remain there, though she didn't know why. She thought she heard a voice speak to her when they first arrived, but since then there was nothing. She wondered if she was waiting for the voice once more. She was even hoping to hear it again. It was comforting and had eased not only her previous fear of death on the Oppian ship, but also the unnatural fear she had felt upon entering the temple. She was torn between this feeling and her duty as Azik left to walk the city, but she could do nothing about it. Fodor, one of the rogue women approached Glaus, I'm concerned about this outlander woman you've brought back here. She's barely said a word since she's been here, and she hasn't eaten a thing. She's just been staring at the act of creation as if she's becoming a statue. I assure you, began Glaus, that they are good people, soldered Clarence. Just keep an eye on her. There's clearly something about the sanctuary she is drawn to. But don't you think it's dangerous to allow these outlanders to pursue the voice? soldered Clarence asked. What if Drop and the Ascendancy were to find out that they professed a belief in Omnis in the One? You know as well as I, dear Soder, Bauder said again, that we cannot stop the will of the One, and of his architect. If she is drawn to the act of creation, that is an act of the one working within her, not solely of her own desire." "'Of course, Fodor,' the solder replied. "'I will do as you request.' "'How many times do I have to tell you, no?' Zario said to his compatriots. As they convened outside of the Avian ship. We're not leaving without Azek, and we sure in Lumina aren't going back to Ravina. You can't decide for all of us, Mecca answered. What are you going to do, take the ship and leave us here if we don't come? Zario asked. You don't want to come help your friend, Mecca replied. That's your choice. We're going. Zario instead tried to reason with Valin. You know it's suicide if you three go there. We'll take our chances, like Hawk would have, Valent responded. Can you not trust I'm trying to look out for us all? Everyone except Hawk, Mecca said again. She looked at Filini and Ucyon. What are you two going to do? They looked at one another. You know that we want to help Hawk, Filini answered her. But we trust your brother, as we always have. Wolves, Mecca turned and walked back onto the ship. Argyle followed. You're going to get them killed, Zario said now to Valent. You can't do this. Surely you know that. You seem too sure, Valent replied. Where has your faith in us gone? Were you too busy playing soldier with the Ascendancy that you forgot all we've been through? All we've overcome together? I haven't, Zario told him but you aren't listening to me. Whatever is going on, whatever we're mixed up in, is bigger than anything we've dealt with before. We can't do this on our own, especially without Hawk. I want to look for him just as much as you all, but if we are going to have any chance, we need some allies, which we may have found. But we need to stick with them and help them out a bit, and then we'll find out more about what's happening, and we will have a much better chance of finding Hawk. Every moment we wait is another moment that Hawk doesn't have left, Balance said, and turned and followed Mecha and Argyle back onto the ship. Well, what are we going to do? Filini asked Zario. We're going to hope, Zario answered, that they don't do something stupid. Azik found amongst the massive fungal arrangements a long, rocky enclosure. Underneath were several Costian natives at work with cuttings of the large fungi, and Azik assumed it was where they prepared it for sale. There were others climbing amid the implanted mushrooms, and Azik assumed these were cultivating and nurturing their product. He approached some of the workers within the enclosure, and again they were leery of him. Excuse me, Azik said. Could I purchase a couple sacks of your mushrooms? Some of the workers shifted off away from him with their backs turned. Excuse me? He said again. He was about to walk away when he heard a timid voice address him. That, that will be 80 Christ. Isaac turned and saw a young woman, very thin like everyone else on Kostia, and also simple in appearance like everyone else on Kostia. Yet she had a profound beauty about her that attracted Azek. Uh, I'm sorry,' he repeated clumsily. "'I'm not really sure what Christ is.' "'Oh, uh, of course not,' she stammered. "'You're staying at the temple, yes?' "'I'm sure the devotees will compensate us. "'Here.' "'The woman slowly and cautiously approached Azek with two sacks of mushrooms "'and gingerly handed them over. "'I really appreciate it,' Azek said, taking the sacks. "'I'll let them know as soon as I get there.' "'Yes, my pleasure.' She said quickly, then walked away quickly. Azek wanted to stay, but thought it best to wander the city some more before finally making his way back to the temple. He found a place that seemed to resemble a space in, and noted the location for later on. Maybe a good spot to waste the other couple rotations. He figured he'd probably been out for at least one. Azek ate some of the mushrooms on the way back to the temple. Amazing compared to the posh, he thought. He got to the magnificent structure dedicated to the deity of Kastia, but figured there was no need for him to go in. I'll just check on Vala. He looked inside, and sure enough, she was still seated near the central statue. Hey, Vala, I'm back, and I brought some food if you're hungry. He again said this much louder than intended, and the other patrons of the temple again gave him looks. Vala barely acknowledged him with a half turn. She is acting very strange, and I don't think it's on purpose, he thought. He walked back outside to the porch of the temple, a few steps that rose up to the entry, and ate a few more of the mushrooms. Soon Zario, Filoni, and Ussian returned. Hey, Isaac said when he saw them. How are the others? Frustrating, Zario answered shortly. What do you have in the bags? Mushrooms, Azek replied. They're pretty good. He gave one of the sacks to them. Ah, thank you, thank you, Zario said. I thought I was going to be stuck with that brown slop again. They stayed outside and ate the mushrooms for a while, then decided to check out the space in that Azek had seen. When he went to check on Vala, however, she wasn't there. Did you see where the outlander that was here went? Azek asked some of the nearby Costians. "'No,' one said, as they all quickly walked off. He found one of the devotees and asked him, but he said he didn't see her, so Azek asked where Photoglass was, and was pointed to the eastern wing. "'Go ahead to the space inn,' Azek told the others. "'We'll catch up with you.' He headed into the eastern wing and found Glass eventually, up many flights of stairs, in what Azek assumed was the living quarters of the men. "'Azek!' Odor said as he approached Is everything alright? My friend that was here Vala, he started Do you know where she is now? She's not in the sanctuary? Klaus asked basic shook his head Is it possible she left and didn't tell you? Unless she knows another way out No, basic replied Well, let me go find one of the Sodders Klaus told him Perhaps they know where she went they left the eastern wing and Glaus found one of the robed women. Sauter he said. Have you seen the Outlander? Sorry, she answered. I haven't, Potter. What about Sauter Tlarans? Sotermelia went to fetch Sauter Tlarans, who is in the western wing, but she came back alone. Sauter is with the Outlander. She fainted just a short time ago, Melia said. But it looks like she is all right now, just resting. Okay, thank you for finding out. Isaac had to admit that he was a little worried about her. I'm going to go find the rest of my crew, he said to Glaus. Let her know I'll be back soon if she comes looking for us. He left to go to the space inn and let the others know he was going to stay at the temple and wait for Vala to recover. I don't know why I'm telling you all of this. Bala said to Sader Tlarens after relating her experiences since coming to the temple. I don't even know you. Well, if anyone is going to help you understand what is happening, it will be us, Tlarens replied. It seems that Omnis is calling you to something. But I'm not sure what that is, Bala answered. You said you heard a voice when you fainted, yes? Tlarens asked. Do you remember what the voice said? First I heard my name like before, Bala began, but then it became too muffled and I couldn't make anything out. That's all right, Florence reassured her. If you desire to heed his word, you will recognize the voice of Balmness more and more, and you will understand what he asks of you. It's not that I don't want to, Bala said, but how long will it be before I know? I can't stay here long. It's okay, Florence responded kindly. You will hear the voice of Omnus wherever your journey takes you. It may be our most sacred place of devotion, but the temple is not necessary to hear Omnus. Be sure he sees and hears you wherever you are." "'Sees and hears me?' Bala repeated. "'That's correct,' Sauter Tlarans affirmed. One that created all space and time is surely so intimate with that creation that it sees and hears all things. What do you mean?" Walla asked again. Are you saying Omnus created everything? Well, Dalaran started, Omnus created our world and everything that we see. He is the architect, sent by the One to create freely and watch over that creation. And so he created us, Lumina and whatever lies beyond Lumina, so that we could have a share in their existence. For there was no need for the One to create the architects. Or was there need for him to allow the architects to create us. But in doing so, he shows forth his great love for us, and allows Omnis to show forth his love for us as well. And we show our love for them, and one another in turn, by devoting ourselves to them in the service of others. I think I understand, at least a little, Wallace said. But what could Omnis want with me? I'm not from here. As much as I would love to say it's nothing for the sake of my people's safety, Vodoglas thinks there is something about you, and I must agree now. We all are called to something by Omnis. Most of us are called to simple lives of love and service, especially here on Castia. But there are some who are called to greater things, and I don't think I've ever heard of Omnis calling an outlander. The implication was clear. After some time nearly a whole rotation, Vala returned with Sader Tlarans to the sanctuary, where they saw Fodor Glaus. I'm glad to see you up and moving, he said to Vala. Azig is just outside the temple waiting for you. I believe he's been pretty concerned. That somewhat surprised Vala, though she wondered whether it was because he actually considered her a friend, or if it was just his nature. She nevertheless went out to greet him. But as she did, the temple door swung open, and a hooded man, a young one, came running in. Voter, he said quite loudly. What is it, Voter? Glass said to the young man, and added, keep it down. I'm sorry, but Fodor Klaus," the man replied, drop is here. Two rotations left, Zarya said. It's not that I don't like this place, but I'm ready for some real cuisine. He, Filini, and Ussian were at the place Azek thought seemed like a space inn. He was partially right, as it was mostly like a diner. The trio were at least able to check out some other Costian delicacies at the expense of the temple, but none of it was something they would label very good. Ussian was a little less critical. I'm sort of tired of waiting. And it's not like there's time to go sightseeing, Zario started again. We might as well just head back to the ship and wait. They were making their way out, but Zario suddenly stopped, looking out one of the holes that acted as a window. Oh, that is not good, he said. What do you- oh, Billany responded, as he looked out the window as well, to see a squad of ascendancy soldiers clad in their notorious, sleek, gray and crimson synth-plate, making their way in two armored grav cars down the main street. They're going right for the temple, Zario said. We're not going to be able to warn Azik. They're going to be trapped in there. If those guys just came from the hangar, Filony said with worry, then what do you think happened to the others?